Welcome to Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. I'm your host, Damali Peterman. On this podcast, we introduce our new season's theme, Resilience. And I, along with the guest co-host, will share how we remain resilient amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. We want to inspire our listeners to continue to break through. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I have Rochelle Balanzat, the CEO and founder of Juliet. Rochelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Damali. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted that you're here. Rochelle's company, Juliet, breathes new life and luxury into the laundry and dry cleaning industry. With a singular focus on becoming the category leader, Juliet is redefining how the industry operates. Relentlessly pursuing what clients truly desire, trust, a touch of excitement, and the arousal of inner confidence. Are we still talking about dry cleaning? Utilizing yeah. <laughs> innovative solutions that leverage data analytics and AI. Juliet is conquering the industry, bringing together the best of technology and beauty for a laundry experience like no other. And let me just say, I have personally used the services of Juliet. Um, one of my most treasured, treasured dresses um, that uh, unfortunately I got this crazy stain on it and I didn't know what to do. And I actually reached out to Rochelle and it was like a Beatles song. I was like, help, I need somebody. And I said, Rochelle, <laughs> please help me. And if anyone can save this dress, it's you. She sent someone over immediately to pick up the dress. She studied it. She figured out what processes had to occur. Um, I actually learned a lot in the process. Um, and I want you to know that the stains are gone. Um, it's still my favorite dress. And I would no longer have this beautiful dress in my wardrobe if it were not for Rochelle and her amazing company, Juliet. So I'm sure you're all thinking, how did you have someone so amazing on speed dial? And I want you to know how I know Rochelle. Rochelle and I first met as students in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program um, based in New York City. Um, we were in the same cohort, the Tory Burch Foundation cohort, and we were instant friends. Do you remember when we met, Rochelle, that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love that we have a cute meet because it was orientation day and we're all like, oh, it's the first day. We're all nervous and it's early morning and we're in the cafeteria and I was holding a cup of coffee or you, I can't even remember. And I turned and we turned at the same time and I spilled coffee all over you. <laughs> and this was day one orientation where I'm like, I'm so sorry. I run a dry cleaning company. Please send me your dress. And that was how we met. <laughs> And now I'm wondering if that's how Rochelle gets all of her clients, you know, just spilling a little bit of coffee on them so that she can give that's them some funny. business. What do you think? <laughs> no, no, that's, that a <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I should do that. That would, no. that would probably work. <laughs> no, no. I remember you were impeccably dressed. You looked amazing. I remember hearing you speak and thinking she's so brilliant. And I, and I remember thinking on that day, that what a privilege it was to be surrounded by so many entrepreneurs, um, all women leading their businesses and, and there to learn different areas of how to, you know, how to make more money, how to make positive change, how to support each other. And so I, I'm so excited 
And I'm looking forward to our conversation. This season of our podcast, Breakthrough Barriers with Molly, we're going to focus on the theme of resilience as it relates to conflict. And what we want to talk about is how individuals or their companies or their industries navigated the last 18 months of the pandemic. Um, and the goal, the goal of, of this podcast and this season, and essentially like why we have this, this podcast in the first place, is to continue to encourage and inspire our listeners to break through, right? To break through whatever it is that you need to break through. And we want to have a comfy, informal, and free-flowing chat. Our listeners should feel as if they're eavesdropping on a private conversation in between two friends. And so, Rochelle, I want people to know more about you. Can you describe yourself in six words? Ooh, I love this challenge. And I'm so excited for this conversation because we already have a free-flowing type of report. You know, we were constantly FaceTiming each other, especially throughout the pandemic. We did that a lot, helping to keep each other sane. If I had to discuss what I do in six words or who I am in six words, it's laundry and dry cleaning, fashion, lifestyle, technology. Oh, I like that. Laundry and dry cleaning, fashion and technology. Fashion, lifestyle, and technology. Fashion, lifestyle, and technology. Well, okay. So I want you to kind of parse that out a little bit for us. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you do, your industry, location description, like all that cool information. I want to know why are you in this field and how did you get here, Rochelle? Sure. So, you know, we provide laundry and dry cleaning services. Everyone has dirty clothes, everyone gets dirty, and no one ever really walks out of their apartment naked. So there's always, <laughs> there is no shortage of dirty clothes. And for me, if you put that into perspective, right, let's add some numbers here because we're both business owners. The laundry and dry cleaning industry is $120 billion. That's a lot of money. Now That's in America alone, in America alone, it's 14.4 billion dollars. And in New York City alone, it's $1 billion. Wow. So that is my opportunity. That's what got me into this industry. That's what pulled me in is that it's this age old antiquated industry. The top 50 businesses in, Amer in America combined to make up less than 10% of market share. So I'm like, why is there no category leader? Why isn't there a recognizable brand in laundry and dry cleaning? And that was the hook for me. That was my, ooh, how am I gonna do this? How do I do laundry and dry cleaning? How do I solve people's needs? And this is where Juliet sits at the intersection of fashion, lifestyle, and technology. We went to, um, we went to market with an app, clients use our app to request a pickup. We pick up, clean, and deliver the clothes within 24 hours. And then on top of that, we tell the story of clothes. We, we talk about the relationship people have with their clothes. When you put on that jacket that makes you feel powerful or that dress that makes you feel beautiful, you know, this is the arousal of inner confidence. And we're sort of telling that story and elaborating that intimate relationship people have with their clothes. And 
Juliet wants to be a part of that. This is why we love fashion. We understand your fashion. And we're also a lifestyle company and a technology company. And we believe, I believe, our unique approach of fashion, lifestyle, and technology is what positions us to be the perfect category leader to get a piece of that billion dollar market in New York. I mean, that's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love hearing that. I also love understanding a little bit more about this intersection of, of fashion, lifestyle, and technology. I mean, I, I just thinking about it with, from the numbers perspective, it is a big industry. You've talked about what the industry is in New York, where you live, that it's a billion dollars for the taking and how you like to tell the story um, of, of people with their clothes, essentially like the connection they have to it. And as you were saying that, I just started thinking about how for many, many months, especially during the last 18 months or so, there were a lot of people who weren't going into their workplaces, whatever those environments were, which meant, you know, for you as for someone who is in the industry of people going out and using the clothes and then sending them to you using that amazing app um, to have the, the, you know, to monitor the process and have the clothes picked up, delivered, et cetera. What was your single biggest challenge in running your business or, or working in your industry throughout the pandemic? You know, so much of our business is people going into the office, putting putting on that suit, going into meetings and going out for social functions. So no office and no social functions means no dry cleaning, which means for me a 90% loss in revenue. Ooh. I saw, you know, I launched my company in 2014 and we doubled our revenue every year consistently. So when you met me in 2019, we were on a high. We were like on a three-year high. We just kept on doubling, doubling, doubling. And in 2020, a drop overnight. So my single biggest headache was, how do I stay afloat? You know, just how do I keep the lights on? How do I keep my bills paid? How do I have hope? in a time of hopelessness, you know, it was a, it was a huge mental, it was a mental game. And I think we talked a lot on FaceTime. We had deep philosophical conversations on what it means to run a business and why do we do what we do and what, what is the meaning of all this? Because it was so difficult just keeping that mental uh, stamina and steering my company through the storm. But I'm really happy to say, you know, June, July, August, our numbers beat 2019. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. And we are back on a growth spurt, but it was very challenging just keeping my, my sanity, keeping my, my vision clear and keeping my focus on and paying the bills, you know, single biggest headache. Bills have to be paid. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, to your point, there's just, there was so many things happening at once um, and so it sounds like you were able to navigate it and you're having, a, you know, the last few months have been very successful. And like that Elton John song, you know, I love it. You are still standing. So where does your resilience come from and how do you tap into it? You know, that's a great question. Resilience to me has a lot to do with survival so, you know, this idea of, of paying the bills, well, no, no one's 
you know, I have a saying to myself, it's like first of the month, the rent is due. And I've had this mentality ever since I was in high school, just coming from a very humble, humble beginnings. You know, I came to America. Um, my parents were teenage parents. We came over when I was very young and English wasn't our first language. And there was this idea of just survival and knowing to stand on your own two feet and figuring things out on your own. And that's where resilience comes from. You know, resilience is, it's like, it has to be done. It has to get done, period. There's no magic formula. There's no, well, think this or do this. You know, it's different for everyone. I'll say that much about resilience. And the way that I personally tap into it is like, I don't have a choice. Rent is due on the first. I don't have a choice. <laughs> That's how I tap into it. <laughs> well, what I love that you said too was, it sounds like resilience also runs in your family. You said your family came here, your parents came here, you know, you were young when you came here. And what country did you come from, Michelle? From the Philippines. Very cool. And so from the Philippines and you basically been resilient throughout your life. You said you didn't speak English when you first came here. So there were some barriers you had to overcome and things you had to break through. And you just kind of hit the ground running and it sounds like you haven't stopped. And what I love about that is just kind of hearing, you know, there are some priorities. You're saying that sometimes there are bills to be paid. There are things that are not movable that you have to accomplish. And, I, you know, as I hear you say that, I just think about like the last 18 months and what that's looked like for a lot of people, you know, including me, right? Just sort of prioritizing and every day waking up and figuring out what am I going to get done today and what's going to be pushed to the next day? How do you juggle all the things that you have on your plate? How do you stay motivated? How do you tap into that source of resilience? And, you know, part of it is like hearing you say there's no other way, there's no other option. And so as you are navigating things and, you know, you are an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, and sometimes with successes come some failures, right? And we oftentimes learn things from our mistakes. And so I want to ask you, especially for everyone tuning here today, whether they're entrepreneurs, considering entrepreneurship, or just want to hear a cool podcast where two friends are just chatting, what mistake did you make? Did you make any mistakes? And <laughs> is there one in particular that you want to share to prevent others from making the same mistake? You know what? I'm just going to add on to that. And uh, frame of mind is very important. So when I hear mistake or failure, it doesn't actually enter my brain. In my brain, it's um, lesson or reminder, you know, and that's a perspective that helps get me through things. So what have I learned along the way? Well, I've learned to not be such a perfectionist. You know, you talk about juggling multiple tasks, multiple responsibilities, and there's only 24 hours in a day. And some things are just not going to get done. And you have to forgive yourself and not be so hard on yourself. And remember that good is good enough. You know, it doesn't, we tend to be our harshest critics. I didn't do this. I did. And we tend to beat ourselves up and I would just encourage people to maybe give themselves a little bit more credit. <laughs> you know, don't be so hard on yourself. It's not the end of the world. You know, tomorrow is another day and you set yourself up for everything that you want to do. And if it doesn't happen tomorrow, do it the next day and the next day and the next day. And it's not so much that 
you know, oh, I climbed the top, top of the mountain. I've accomplished all my goals. It's like, it's an ongoing journey. Your whole life is this learning process and figuring out, you know, how to get things done the way that you want to get, get it done and how it fits into your life. And it's a journey, you know, enjoy, enjoy the ride. (laughs) (laughs) I love everything that you just said, Rochelle, instead of it's all about perspective. And instead of seeing things as mistakes and failures, you said lessons and reminders. Like how deep is that to kind of reorient yourself with the, with how you see failures and, and, and mistakes. And to also look at the bright side, there's so many jewels that I could take from what you said, um, like what you can accomplish, recognizing that we're our own harshest critics and thinking about like how to, I guess, applaud yourself for the things that you're doing and focus on the good things that are happening and, and use that as motivation um, to, you know, see these lessons and, and reminders and figure out what you're supposed to get from them, right? Whereas, what is your takeaway from these things that have happened and how do you learn from them and remind yourself of maybe what not to do again <laughs> or what to do again, right? And so yeah. I think that's just amazing. One of the things that I really love about you is that you you do make dry cleaning sexy. You make it interesting. You make it fun. All of your social media posts are amazing. They're like famous models that you are there. I recently saw an advertisement for, you know, Tori Birch. And, you know, we talked about how we met and that we were in the Goldman Sachs program together. And then you and I were also in the Tori Birch program together as well, where we were able to spend some time with the one and only Tori Birch. And that has led to many other opportunities, including you being a part of a recent advertising campaign for the launch of her new store. And I was so excited to see you featured, um, one, of course, wearing head to toe Tori Birch, but also because it's just a testament to all the amazing work that you're doing here in New York City, as we said, still standing and still persevering. And highlighting for others that dry cleaning is more than what you think. It's not just drop off your clothes and someone's going to figure it out. No, there's a story in each garment. There, You've also made, I have to mention this because I just think it's incredible because I've probably been taking clothes to dry cleaners for 20-something years. And what I love about the experience of Juliet is there's certain like a, like a nice black bag that you get. I think all the clothes come back on velvet hangers. It is an experience and everything is so easy to use. Instead of me like finding the time to take my big sack over to the brick and mortar store, someone from the app will come and pick it up and they'll deliver it. And with so many things that we're juggling on a regular basis, it's just so nice to have a trusted partner um, and, may, and, and I know that my clothes will come back amazing in you. So I just wanted to make sure that I got that in here because I, I'm always just so proud of you and fascinated by the way that you make something that people may just be like, oh yeah, clothes, laundry. No, you make it interesting. You make it fun. Even your name, Juliet, it sounds so enticing and, and interesting. And so I, I just want to, you know, highlight that and just ask you like, what keeps you going? And we talked about where your resilience comes from. And I know I'm just going to throw that out there as a, as a quick follow-up question before I start to wrap this up, but what keeps you going? A billion dollars. 
billion dollars in New York, fourteen billion in America. You know, that's like <laughs> I love it. Yours for the taking, Rochelle. Yours for the Why taking. Not? Well, I always like to end with asking, you know, there's just saying that my mom used to say, each one teach one. And and so what I want you to suggest a book or a song or a class, a course, a program for our listeners, something that you kind of drew from or that you like that we could share with others. I'm a big fan of this song called I Was Here by uh, Beyonce. <laughs> and she, you know, in thinking about what, what, keeps you going. And as entrepreneurs, it doesn't have to be entrepreneur. You know, every day we all wake up, we do something, we go to sleep, entrepreneur or not. And it's like, what is the reason for continuing to do that thing that we do every day? Uh, For me, I've been fortunate enough to find something that I find meaning in. I enjoy my job. I enjoy the challenges. And when it's difficult, it's what gets me through it, understanding my, my why and my core. And, you know, I laughed when I said a billion dollars, but, you know, that's, that's something to work towards. I've aligned my skill set and my dreams with something that I want to try and shoot for that. And it doesn't matter whether I get it or not. I hope I get it. I want to get it. But the point is, is that I've aligned myself and my life and my vision with a hard goal. And I was here, talked about, about that. She's like, you know, I, I want to leave my footprints in the sands of time and that, you know, she wants to make the world a better place just by making someone happy. And it's such a simple ballad, but with a powerful message of like, why are you here on this earth? You know, what, what is the, the reason for your, for your being? What, why, why wake up and do it knowing that it's not going to be easy knowing there's a chance you'll fail, you know, 90% of uh, business owners fail within the first year. And I'm just going to put it out there because I'm in technology, we're both women of color, but 2% of venture funding goes to women. And of that, less than 0.2% go to women of color. So we live in a world where the math works against us. Why do I get up? Why do I think I have a shot at getting a billion dollars when the math works against me? Because I'm focused and I have faith in myself and I believe and I was here and I want the world to know I was here. So check it out. That song by Beyonce. (laughs) I mean, that was amazing. I, I, I love it. And one you should be motivated and there should be something. I like how you said you align your vision and your goals along with this concrete number that you know you can pull from and connecting that to Beyonce's song. And it, you know what's great about it is, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Beyonce. Usually when I'm trying to motivate myself to go exercise in the morning, I'm like, what would Beyonce do? She would go work out. So I, so I tell myself I can do it. But what I love about that song, and you mentioned some of the lyrics, you know, I was here, I lived, I loved, I was here. I did, I've done everything I wanted. And that resonates with me because I never want to have any regrets. You know, sometimes when, like you said, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, every day we wake up, we do something, and then we go to sleep and we all have that in common. And for me, one of the things that I think is, you know, essential is just thinking about 
What do you want to do today? What do you want to accomplish before the day is up? And what do you want your legacy to be? And so I love ending on that note, Rochelle, um, thinking about listening to the lyrics of the song, I Was Here by Beyonce, letting that resonate with you and taking from it what you can so that you can continue to break through. And so I'd like to thank the audience for tuning in today. Rochelle, thank you. Rochelle Balanzat. CEO and founder of Juliet, um, for joining us today. If people want to connect with you or utilize Juliet's incredible services, please tell us how they can connect with you. JulietCleaners.com or follow us on Instagram. It's just at Juliet Laundry. Excellent. And if you're in New York City, um, what about if you're in New York City? Yeah, it's it's all there. It's you go to Juliet Cleaners, you go to Juliet Instagram, it's all interconnected. You go to Juliet.nyc, come to our shop on 87th and Broadway. I mean, we are there. And you know, I I just want to end also by adding one more thing to the I was here. You know, you, you talk about that thing that we do and finding purpose in it. And I always believed from a young age, it's like if you're gonna do anything, you should be the best at it. So if you're going to be a janitor, be the best janitor. If you're going to be a bus driver, be the best driver. I clean clothes. I'm going to be the best laundromat, best dry cleaner ever. You know, it's like, it's, it's such a simple task and you just try to be the best. I love that. Try to be the best. Rochelle, thank you again for joining us today. Thank you to our audience for tuning in. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Breakthrough ADR. That's the at sign, B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, capital A, capital D, capital R. I'm your host, Damali Peterman. And this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Although I am a lawyer, mediator, and an educator, and many of my co-hosts will represent various professions, we want to be clear that we are not providing legal advice, counseling, or suggestions. Our goal is to provide a roadmap for conflict resolution to generate future conflict resolvers. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day.